Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams. It's nothing but the truth. One man's journey to find it. And it is December the 20th, 2015. And uh, uh, my friend uh, Johnny Cerucci, which I haven't talked to in a while, is joining us again, which I'm really happy. I <laughs> exchanged uh, a message via Facebook a couple of days ago, and here we are talking. So I'm really happy about that. I really appreciate Johnny and his work and his passion and you know uh, Johnny uh, first of all Johnny has uh, the website uh, johnnyserucci.com the book Illuminati Unmasked which I strongly recommend anybody who listens to this that they will please go to the website and uh, think about purchasing it it's it's definitely worth having Uh, excellent reference book and actually, it's a, it's a mountain of book information, so it's definitely worth having and reading. So, um, and, and Johnny has a show, Resistance Rising. And uh, but well, you know, one of the things I, I, I'm so impressed with Johnny about is the fact that his ability to uh, gather the information, uh, retain it. He's a great presenta- present uh, presentator. Excuse me, <clears throat> and. Uh, He's just a man who has been blessed with the ability to think and then to uh, share the message. So there's not too many of us out there that have his type of skills. And uh, and may our Lord Savior, Yeshua the Messiah, bless him in his work. And may we all be blessed from him. So with that, uh, Johnny, thank you once again. We talked for the past 15 minutes or so. Um, Thank you for joining me. I do appreciate spending some time with you. Mike, it's it's my pleasure. Um, uh, good good friends, not just friends. Good friends uh, uh, between you, me, and uh, and Alan Bailey. Boy, I don't know of anybody else that isn't a uh, uh, a Seventh Day Adventist that is speaking out against the <laughs> the Jesuit world order and doing so sincerely and not as a Jesuit uh, coadjutor or controlled opposition. Uh, honestly, and and I am dead serious, brother. Um, I don't know of anybody outside of our circle who either I either isn't a, a an, an SDA or controlled opposition, and and that's just a testimony to um, you know us and how much we trust a, and in the Lord Jesus Christ, and wow, how totally controlled uh, alternative media is pretty. Pretty scary, pretty shocking, but you know what? Hey, if we want to be big fish in a small uh, bowl, then we will do it, man. We'll, we'll knock it out, and, and, and we'll stand tall in Christ, and we'll have the courage to drive on because, um, as Christ himself said, um, you know, don't fear the one who can uh, kill the body. Fear the one who can kill the body and judge the soul. 
And there's only one being in the universe that can do both of those, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So um, I'm with you, man. I applaud your courage for driving on and speaking out against the whore of Babylon, the dragon, the fourth and final beast, uh, and the Jesuit world order. It's a pleasure to be here. And her tentacles are everywhere. And one of the things we just uh, agreed on, the title of this show is going to be Who Wove the Globe Earth Matrix? And this is good timing since I've had some interesting guests on the past month, uh, folks like uh, Bill Morgal or Jaron, Jaronism, or uh, David Weiss, or... um, yeah, oh, who's the, oh, please forgive me, the other person that I've forgotten already. <laughs> We've had a couple. Oh, yeah. I uh, even had uh, Nesbitt on, uh, Darren Nesbitt uh, from UK. We talked about that uh, as well, uh, his journey as well. But, uh, you know, this kind of, of a, uh, be, uh, I think it's, now we get a chance to talk to Johnny. <laughs> Put the pieces together, combining, you know, like Johnny mentioned, or Babylon, so the, the Jesuits in Rome, and yeah, one thing I noticed about a lot of these folks, no knock on them personally, but you know, as they come to know the same person's the flat Earth, and that becomes kind of like their movement and their agenda, or maybe their religion, and they have a tendency to forget that there's a picture that's much bigger than whether or not they've actually deceived us about what the world looks like, where it's flat, and all that. But who's behind it? Who are the they? And they don't seem to ever, you know, they stay stuck on. And I find a very masterful plan and agenda that uh, Rome has done, as it always does. It always has front groups and that truly are responsible and uh, plenty of blame to go around. But it's like a cover, if you will. We talk about the NASA and how everyone is focused on NASA and how they lie to us. Certainly is the case, but who is behind NASA? That's the question. And so... People say, well, it's the, the United States government, the federal government. Well, who's behind that? You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's where we're at. So when we're thinking about this stuff, we've got to think much deeper than just simply NASA and a bunch of Nazi, Nazis. Who were these Nazis? Who trained them? Who gave them the green light to basically lie to us and practice their black magic on us and deceive us? So, I don't know, where would we like to go with this? Brother, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Um, we have to get past the normalcy bias of the average American and the average world citizen, particularly the average American. And the normalcy bias is that, um, you know, our own government institutions could not possibly... Uh, commits false flags like 9-11. Our own government institutions could not possibly be solely and wholly dedicated to making us believe lies like the moon landing and the International Space Station. It's absolutely impossible that you could have whole institutions that are designed to be malignant, satanic, and lying to us. And that is actually 
the reality that we live in. And if you can find ways to break through, you know, in, in, in media and, 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 and movies and so forth, we call that, and, and, and video games or whatever we call that, breaking through the fourth wall, um, stopping what you're doing and saying, hey, I'm in a movie, let me talk to you as I'm in a movie. Uh, breaking through the fourth wall, through you, the matrix that you live in, and say, hey, you're living in a matrix, and it's a lie, and here's some of the things that we can use to get you out of it. And I, I'll tell you what, one of the issues that I like to bring up that is easily referenced by audience members is how the Central Intelligence Agency used innocent Americans as guinea pigs. Um, it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to reference, but you can get them on uh, experimentation of... By the way, there, there are two groups that they really love to experiment on are soldiers and minorities. And that's because uh, we're being ridden by the Whore of Babylon, and the Whore of Babylon hates us. And it uses us as her sword arm, but hates us just as much as she uses us. Therefore, uh, suicides among soldiers are up. Uh, soldiers have been brutalized, victimized, experimented on. West Point um, and uh, the Presidio were focal areas of uh, kids military kids being subjected to satanic sexual rituals in daycare centers. And by the way, Rudy Giuliani was one of their key papal puppets that helped cover that up, at least in West Point. Um, and so how, how is it possible that our own institutions would treat us like enemies? And that's because we're being ridden by the fourth and final beast, the red dragon, the whore of Babylon, Rome. And uh, Rome has total control of this country. Rome has always had total control of our institutions like the CIA, the FBI, the CIA created by a Knight of Malta, devout Catholic, William Donovan, um, the FBI created by Charles Bonaparte, devout Catholic and grand, great-grand-nephew of Napoleon Bonaparte, high papal puppet, um, the the, the um, uh, NSA is headquartered in the Catholic colony of Maryland. So uh, how do we try and break through that fourth wall and get people to wake up to the matrix? One of the things I use is what has the CIA... Well, look, let's go back to CIA and FBI together. What has the CIA done throughout our history that is completely sickeningly, disgustingly treasonous. It's easily verifiable that the CIA has used innocent Americans to experiment upon syphilis and minorities, but much more. How about this one? LSD and acid in the use of mind control and mind manipulation. I think, there's a, I think it's Salon.com that has a great article on this. So if you trust Salon, regardless of the fact that they are... Uh, controlled opposition, liberal, communists themselves, socialists. Uh, if you put it out, that's relatively mainstream. It's pretty mainstream that the CIA used and, and really promulgated LSD 
as part of their uh, trauma-based chemical um, experimentations on how to force people into disassociative personality disorder. And therefore, they can be used as sex slaves, intelligence couriers, what have you. It's a fact. It's a well-respected fact as opposed to a quote conspiracy fact. The FBI, here, here's, a, here's a fact that you can look up for yourself across the Internet. Whenever there is a critical event in American history, the FBI runs in to destroy evidence. <laughs> no joke. That's exactly sure. what they do. That's exactly what they do. Oklahoma City, 9-11, uh, Boston bombing, the FBI runs in to destroy evidence. Uh, Jesse Trinidad, great guy, former Marine out there in Salt Lake City. I've had personal con- contact with him. His brother was murdered in prison during the Oklahoma City bombing investigation by the FBI, and just about everybody that has looked into it knows it's FBI agents who murdered Jesse's brother in prison uh, in an effort to find and destroy leads to John Doe number two. Um, the poor guy who was the friend of um, the, uh, the Chechens in, in, uh, out of Boston. Um, oh, goodness, his, uh, his name escapes me. It'll come back to me. Uh, executed in Florida. Todashev. Todashev was the, the poor guy, the, uh, the MMA buddy, of um, uh, Sarnayev, the old, the elder Sarnayev. They tracked him down before the FBI murdered him, executed him, dude, shot him in the friggin' head, shot him seven, six times in the body and, 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 and executed him, shot him in the head. I have a, a video on my YouTube channel for as long as it stays up by Rachel Maddow from PMS NBC on how the FBI botched the investigation in Todashev and his background, murdered, executed that poor guy because their job is to take a false flag and muddy the waters. So once you break through that fourth, um, once you break through the, the normalcy bias of, hey, your institutions are malignant. Your institutions hate you. Your institutions treat you like the enemy. Look into your own local law enforcement agency and ask them why they have an MRAP in their parking lot. It's because your institutions hate you. They treat you as an enemy. They're looking to one day imprison you if you're awake like us. Well, what is it? What is it? Uh, you said an MRAP? Yeah, the MRAP is, is basically the up-armored truck that we used in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, okay. I used, I sat in. Uh, uh, that, uh, what is it? Mine resistance uh, armored person. I don't know. I don't remember what MRAP stands for. Uh, you know, the up-armored vehicles that have been coming back from Iraq and are being given to local law enforcement agencies because uh, we're being acclimated to total fascism. We're being acclimated to... Uh, seeing, I'm going to tell you something, brother. The next time I see a cop dressed in camouflage or olive drab, I'm, I may snap. At the bare minimum, I was in a, uh, what was it? Was it, was it? was it a full marathon or a half marathon? I think it was a full marathon in Washington, D.C. 
No, it might have been a, um, a Marine Corps half marathon because I remember having the energy to speak at the end of it. <laughs> so I went up to a, a, a cop dressed up like he was going to retake Fallujah, sitting in the back of an armored, armored vehicle. And, and, and unlike me, I was, I was politically correct. I was gentle. I, I don't want to get arrested. Um, I went up to him. I said, hey, listen, man, um, thank you for, for putting your life on the line. I appreciate you being a law enforcement officer. And I just want to tell you that, um, listen, man, when you dress up like this and you suit up like you're, you're um, a soldier and not a police officer, you're telling the people that look at you that they're your enemy. What threats are you here to mitigate? Uh, if a terrorist is going to come after you with kinetics, he's not going to come after you. He's going to go on soft targets. Um, you're here, you're, and I didn't go through this detail, but basically this general idea, they're putting these police officers out on the street as soldiers so that we're acclimated to the idea of a standing army on our streets. They now have, you can also look this up on the Internet. Uh, I think the last one was in Miami. Special forces uh, exercise in the middle of a city and at night when the populace has not been alerted to what's going on. So you hear helicopters, military helicopters screaming overhead and mach uh, literal machine gun rounds going off, blanks over your head, and you think it's Armageddon, it's the end of the world, but in reality, it's treasonous scum in the military conducting an operation in the middle of your city without telling you. That is what explains to you that your institutions are controlled by a malignant outside entity, which we know is the Vatican and her satanic special forces, the Jesuits. Yeah. Well, certainly, yeah, I do. Uh, I recall even way back in five years ago, it's been this way for a while, hasn't it? So now they think about it, uh, which you a play, a high school play, I think it was something like The Wizard of Oz and, the security guard, some young man, probably in his early 20s, all dressed up in black, you know, which you're talking about, you know. <laughs> I think to myself, really? Uh, you, what's really going on here? Because I don't feel safe with this guy dressed up like this. Listen, if you know anything about security operations, you know that that is a joke. Yep. That suiting, suiting up uh, anyone in security like they're going to retake Fallujah, and, and, um, and staging them in areas, whether those areas are high risk or not, does nothing to mitigate the threat. Absolutely nothing to mitigate a threat. If, or first of all, uh, a, the vast majority, 98, maybe 99% of any terrorist threats come from the government itself, come from intelligence agencies, come from the Vatican. There are no real terror threats out there. If there really was a terror threat, it has a vast sea of victims to choose from, an incredibly large number of, quote, gun-free zones to rush right in and use kinetics, to use weapons, firearms, uh, possibly explosives, to harm people. You don't have the manpower to stage soldiers in areas where they could actually stop an incident from happening. 100% the reason for 
staging police officers dressed as soldiers is to terrify and to um, indoctrinate the populace. There is, there is no security significance whatsoever to any cop. And I'm telling you, you cops that are out there that, that get a hard-on, dressing up like you're retaking Fallujah, who refuse to step back and ask these critical questions, you're traitors. You're traitors, you're oath-breakers, and you're idiots because you much prefer the hard-on you get dressing up like Fallujah. And I'll promise you this. You have no idea what real combat is like. I've been there. I do. It's not as fun as you think it is. Um, you, you have no idea. And, and, and plus, you're, like I said, you, you're, you're betraying your oath. You are a public servant. But instead, you serve a treasonous chain of command that is telling you to tell us we're the enemy. And if you don't get what, you know what? You, I don't believe you don't get that. I think deep down you know that. And you bury that information because it's more important for you to drive on, to keep your pension, and to have your job, and to not rock the boat than it is to question authority. And I'm sorry, as painful and difficult as that is, I know I have a family, I have to pay my bills too, but if you're doing something evil to pay your bills and take care of your family, you need to stop. It's that simple. And uh, there are a small number of people in law enforcement and the military who do ask these questions. They're not ready to step up, but I'll tell you, brother, um, when the time comes and they see the the tides start to turn, they will step up, and and, and they're going to cause some problems on the inside of the machine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing I'm I'm seeing, too, is uh, you see all these uh, staged events, these active shooter drills and uh, etc and you look at that the one little the, the one guy the one i'm thinking about the the play i went to five years ago six years ago whatever it was probably five years ago and um the one guy the one young guy all dressed in black with uh, overly armed and uh, looking absurd i think to myself you know what is the real message here part of the message is the fact that they're really don't have that much. It, really, if there was a social uprising, they, would do, they would really couldn't do much about it. I think that's the reason why they're doing these and promoting these uh, active shooter drills is to present it as if they're the illusion, once again, that every, they got everything under control. Because just like what just happened in the, the California a couple of weeks ago, it turns out that they had active shooter drills, and they had all sorts of units from all parts of the state there doing a drill. And it amazingly showed up right before even this had even happened, of course, because it was active shooter drill. And I'm not saying that people think it didn't die. I have no idea. But one thing I do know is, is that uh, there is absolutely no way that you can get that kind of response in reality where people show up before this even happens. <laughs> well, I, I don't think anybody believes that uh, uh, the government has yes. anything under control. In, in fact, more the opposite. The, these are the same scumbags that are heightening hysteria and fear so that they can gain fascistic control. And let me remind our audience that a fasci, that, that the depiction of the fasci is usually a spear or a battle axe wrapped in rods. And what that symbolizes is uh, people, slaves, willingly 
giving up their freedom so that one man can have total control. And this comes from the, the, the Roman Empire, which has mutated into the Holy Roman Empire, which now rules the world. So um, that's, that's the real definition of fascism. I know there are some you know, textbook definitions of fascism that say it's the combination of uh, corporate effort with government effort. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's part of what goes into it. But the bottom line, the, the, the reality of fascism is rule of the world by a single entity. Um, in, in specific, by one man, but in general, by one entity. And we already have that. It's the Vatican. It's Rome. So um, let's bring it back to our topic, brother. What, yeah. what Rome has done to weave a matrix of lies so that you are easily enslaved. And part of that matrix of lies is your globe-earth, heliocentric, dinosaur-ridden, macro-evolution, Darwinian, uh, Big Bang lie of the the cosmic accident that you are a part of. So um, Rome was absolutely intimately involved with that and uh, from the very beginning. So, Yeah, well, you had this uh, Copernicus and uh, their interaction. In well, yeah, let's, let's, hey, I, I've actually done, I've got some notes on this. I'll, yeah, I'll uh, take this off for us. Right. Um, it, it really began with um, Pythagoras. And Pythagoras is praised as this great mathematician of Greece. But uh, uh, in reality, he had some, some valuable mathematic insights, but much more importantly to the Luciferians and the Satan worshipers, is that he was the first one to put out the idea that the, we don't have a geocentric cosmology. We have a cosmology where the earth revolves around something else. Now, some people may argue whether or not Pythagoras originally meant to put out that the earth revolved around the sun, whatever. The bottom line is that Pythagoras was the first one to hypothesize that the earth was not the, quote, center of the universe. And his ideas didn't really go anywhere until a Vatican mathematician and Polish Catholic official took them and put together a paper, De Revolutionibus Orbium Colistium, and that was Nicholas Copernicus. And Copernicus was really the one that took this idea and started to, to run with it. This is the 16th century that he wrote that paper. And it's fascinating to know that the, what, what great propaganda the Catholic Church has to make us think that the Catholic Church was on our side in questioning our cosmology. The Catholic this this ridiculous idea, this ridiculous propaganda, that the Catholic Church was one of the last uh, um, 
dumb, pointy-head institutions, block-headed institutions, to finally get on board with science. The, 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 the poor papists dragged their feet against our heliocentric globe-Earth matrix right up until the last minute. But now they're on board. They're completely on board now. They, 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 they weren't with us when this first broke, when science was given to us by Copernicus and Galileo. Oh, by the way, both devout Catholics, both uh, high Vatican officials. Um, Copernicus, interestingly enough, wasn't even persecuted when he first started to float this idea that the Earth was not the center of the universe. And, and I'm not saying that that is the, the accurate way to look at things, but there is no uh, you know, heliocentric globe-Earth uh, cosmology. So our cosmology is not what we've been told. But uh, th- this is from, I have a little quote from America Magazine, and, and I really I can't tell you. Jesuit Run Magazine. I can't tell you how much they <laughs> press my buttons when they tap into me loving my country to lie to me. The Jesuits and the Papists are um, care about as, uh, as much as America as Barack Obama does. That's why he's their, one of their, their major puppets. They hate this country. They are riding this country as, as a whore rides the beast, the whore Babylon riding the beast. We are their beast. We are her sword arm. So um, the, the unmitigated gall of the Jesuits to name their magazine America, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, payback is a you-know-what. So um, this is from American Magazine, May 2010, Nicholas Copernicus, 16th century astronomer, uh, whose paper, De Revolutionibus Orbium Colestrium, on the revolution of the heavenly spheres, dethroned the Earth from the center of the universe and ushered in modern scientific age. As a quick rabbit hole, it really sickens me how easily they turn so-called science on its head. Evolution, heliocentric globe-birth cosmology, this stuff is about as scientific as um, uh, a child's crayon drawing. There's nothing scientific about macroevolution. There's nothing. What, scientific, science means zetetic, means um, you have made an observation. As you make the observation, you create an hypothesis. In order to prove the hypothesis, you attempt to replicate what you have observed by isolating the variables and conducting an experiment, um, an experiment that is as, um, oh, what's the one I'm looking for, uh, as um, controlled as possible. And if you're able in a controlled environment to replicate your observation in an experiment, then chances are good that your hypothesis is accurate. This has nothing to do with macroevolution. It has nothing to do with what we're told about our cosmology. It, it is the basis. It really is sickening how these scum mock us as being the 
uh, mindless, religious-oriented drones that they are. They are. They, it, it, it was inherit, uh, inherit the Wind or whatever the, uh, about the Scopes Monkey Trial. <laughs> everything is turned on its head. True gaslighting. Everything is turned on its head. We're the real scientists. They're the, the actual druids who gaslight us and tell us light is dark, dark is light, um, and you're not living in reality. And we say, okay. So um, it, it, infuri- yeah, it absolutely infuriates me. So back to this uh, America Magazine article on Copernicus, um, it admits that he made these observations about the, the supposed rotation of the Earth, the supposed rotation of heavenly bodies, even without the aid of a telescope. And he was buried as a, quote, hero at mass, celebrated by the papal nuncio in Poland in a cathedral where his bones rested. And by the way, this brings us down another rabbit hole, the idea that there are holy sites. There are no holy sites anywhere in the world. The blood on the cross of Christ Jesus means you yourself are the temple. You have direct access to the throne of God by the blood of the cross. There is no such thing as a holy site. Every cathedral is satanic. Um, cathedrals are built on the bones of dead people because it, it attempts to call in uh, the, the, the forces of unclean spirits. And, and that's exactly the case in regards to the cathedral in Poland where uh, Copernicus' bones are, which brings up this article of uh, his, his bones were in this cathedral, Mass was celebrated for him. He, was once, he once served as a, quote, canon and doctor. So he is a, a canon, which is an expert on Catholic law. Uh, you know who else was an expert in Catholic law? Adam Weishaupt, who created the so-called Illuminati. So here you have a high-placed Vatican official was really the first, quote, unquote, scientist, there's nothing of the sort, to give us this, Globe Earth, heliocentric, cosmic accident lie of a cosmology. Uh, honors accorded to Copernicus by the Catholic Church come 18 years after Galileo, blah, blah, blah. He died in 1543, uh, a mere three years after um, Ignacio Lopez was recognized in his efforts to create a new secret society for the Vatican, we now call the Jesuits. Uh, Copernicus' ideas were neither, this is interesting, admitted by the Jesuits in America magazine, before he died in 1543, Copernicus's ideas were neither well-known nor considered dangerous. In fact, they weren't condemned by the church until 1616 when the church was battling the ideas of Martin Luther. Copernicus vindicated America magazine May 2010. So here's the reality. The reality is they spun this as part of um, uh, our, our great scholar, our, 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 our late and great scholar, Freddie Tupper Saucy explained to us, was learning against learning that uh, a, a British traitor and high papal puppet scum Cardinal Wolsey in England uh, decided the way to combat the Reformation was to use truth sprinkled with lies. And this he called learning against learning. And, and that's exactly what they did, starting with Copernicus and starting with this idea 
that the Earth revolves around the sun, we're part of a cosmic accident, uh, evolution, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this whole thing, about, you know, the, uh, the whole uh, motive is this absolute temporal ruling power of the Vatican and that uh, they'll do anything to make that happen and one of the most powerful ways of going about it. Of course, you learn about this as well with um, the, the Art of War, the book Art of War that's uh, looking like a Jesuit wrote. Uh, basically how they go about operating. And the number one thing is deception. So one of the most powerful tools that they have as far as ruling the populace is through lying and deceiving. One of, what, what better, uh, uh, one, of, uh, one of the best, at least, uh, tales to spin that being uh, of the heliocentric model <clears throat> and convincing people that the complete opposite of what is actually real. And putting people in a dependent role of uh, them, the Jesuits and their astrophysicists, that, you know, we're absolutely dependent on their understanding of our reality, convincing us that we have lying eyes. <clears throat> One thing I'm, I'm learning is the only thing that really are really deceptive as far as deceiving our eyes are those things that are actually created by men. <laughs> Outside of that... God doesn't, he doesn't like us. I don't see any evidence of him in his reality. What he has given us is a lie. So it's, um, well, you mentioned, you mentioned the art of war. Um, no one has been able to verify whether or not the people in this work are actual historical figures. Right. And that's because they were almost guaranteed to have been fabricated by the supposed translator of this work, the translator was a French Jesuit named Jean-Joseph Marie Amois. Jean-Joseph Marie Amois was a, a, a personal advisor to the royal court in China, and you know what else he was? He was the royal astronomer to the emperor. The royal astronomer. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No, your majesty. You don't have to look at the stars. I'll tell you what's out there. I'll tell you where you live and what your cosmology really is. Don't worry about it. I've got it covered for you. It's a fantastic link, by the way, that our wonderful brothers and sisters in the Seventh-day Adventist Church have not yet really made. I absolutely adore uh, Professor Walter Veit, but uh, I don't know of anything he's done on this to connect the dots. Uh, and that's what you get, the benefit you get from listening to, to Mike Adams and Johnny Cerucci's. We'll give you the whole package uh, as opposed to you know, a great 80% solution you'll get from uh, our good Seventh-day Adventist brothers and sisters on the whore of Babylon and the Jesuit world order. Uh, I was screaming when, when uh, Professor Veit was talking about this in one of his lectures about the French Jesuit who wrote, who supposedly translated, who wrote Art of War, uh, and how he was the, uh, the royal astronomer. I was screaming at my, my phone and my computer, D -d -d make the connection. Make the connection to our cosmology. And, and, and really, they've been here the whole time. That's the essence of what we're talking about today. Who is behind our heliocentric globe Earth cosmic accident, dinosaur-ridden lie matrix, and it's the Whore of Babylon, the Red Dragon, the fourth and final beast, and her satanic special forces 
the Jesuits. You know, I'm going to throw this out real quick, that it's fascinating to realize how the, the, the whore of Babylon, the fourth and final beast, has controlled particularly the West. And you, you find this in who has received, a, uh, for example, a knighthood by the crown of England. Um, the, the most demented, ridiculous people have, or selections rather, have received um, a, a knighthood as, quote, a defender of the realm <laughs> by, uh, by the queen to include Steven, Steven Schmilberg? <laughs> Steven Schmil- Who is Steven Schmilberg that he is a defender of the realm, a knight of, of the Order of Bath, of the British Empire? And it's called the Order of Bath because these sat- Satanist pagans used to ritually cleanse themselves uh, as, they, as they tried to cross over dimensions and, and speak to their masters. So who is Steven? Steven Schmilberg is the guy that wants you to believe in space, in dinosaurs. And, and you know, I, I just rented uh, Jurassic World, which is like, the, I don't know, a Jurassic Park 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, I don't know, whatever it is. The bottom line is, is that they want you to believe in your uh, uh, globe birth, heliocentric, cosmic accident, macroevolution stupidity uh, of a lie. And what really is sickening is scumbags like this um, get accolades for lying to us and helping us to believe lies. And, and really, I shudder at your judgment as a result of that, all of you. Um, and, and, and so I just I wanted to throw that out there because... That's what Hollywood is. Universal, this turd Universal, open every one of their movies by showing you a globe. Columbia Pictures opens every one of their movies by showing you Isis Semiramis, uh, the woman with the torch who is the, the goddess of the Gnostics, um, the, 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 who, who they have turned are, are the, the mother of our earthly savior, um, Miriam into Mary, a conglomerate of uh, Isis Semiramis Columbia. So that's what, pardon me, that's what Hollywood is is all about, and and that's why. The, you, the, are you kidding me? Why are these people getting these uh, political accolades? Who is Steven Schmielberg that he should be made a defender of the a knight defender of the realm? Are you what? What is the connection? Why, what would even prompt? Is it just uh, putrid pop culture? They're trying to... No. No. These are expert liars being rewarded for lying, for helping us to believe a lie. And I wanted to bring that up because uh, I'm into it right now as far as, like I said, I'm... I just rented Jurassic World, and really, it's a fun movie, uh, great special effects. Uh, it's all a lie. I also printed a, a posted a um, an article on uh, on my uh, social networking. I, I I try not to promote Facebook because I despise it. All this is an intelligence gathering apparatus for the papacy. But uh, posted a, a recent article: five dinosaurs that you never knew really didn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, 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 top of the list. 
Brontosaurus, Triceratops. Triceratops was one of my favorite dinosaurs as a little kid, dude. Never existed. Admitted by quote-unquote science to never have existed. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? These are the, the seminal animals that you – would you say dinosaur? T-Rex, Brontosaurus, Triceratops. Two of the three have been admitted by mainstream media to never have existed. So I have Bron- another I have another article. is not one. What's the other one? A triceratops and Brontosaurus have admitted by... What? The triceratops is not Yeah. <laughs> well, here's my... I, I honestly... Well, I'm leaning towards none of them having existed. Um, I haven't put a lot of focus on this right now, but uh, I think the chances are excellent that none of them, that, that, that all of the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are as fabricated as the nation of Israel. Completely I, I, fabricated. I'm, thinking, and, I'm starting to think that way too, which is, uh, it makes you think about, <laughs> you know, I think that just about everything they've told us, from the Barren Strait to, uh, <laughs> to what this planet looks like, to uh, dinosaurs, to... I, I, I'm really questioning there's even such a thing as, a, as space. Honestly, at this point, uh, there's no reason for me to believe at all that there's such a thing as space. In other words, what we see out there in the sky is uh, it's all we get. That's the light show that we get, that God has given us. And there's nothing beyond it. There's nothing in between it. There's nothing to go to. We can't go to the moon. We can't go anywhere. Now, I could be wrong. In some ways, I wish I was. But well, I, Here's the fact <laughs> you can bank on. The facts that you can bank on is that what you learned in school, what you see in the movies, are lies. And just go on from there. You need to be the scientist. You need to use the scientific method to have an observation, to create an hypothesis, to an attempt to, to uh, replicate your observation via an experiment in a sanitized environment where you isolate the variables. If you are able to reproduce your observation in an experiment, the chances are good that your hypothesis is accurate. You have to use the scientific method with only what you can uh, garner in your own resources. I'm sorry that the Satan-worshipping scum own all the big telescopes. I'm sorry that the Satan-worshipping scum own all the, 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 the money they've stolen from you to bring out the big toys to, to verify observations. They own and control the big toys to keep you in the dark. And here's what we need to impress upon our audience. If you have a conviction about your cosmology because it was given to you, you need to give it up. If you believe the Earth is a globe and revolves around the sun and started billions of years ago as nothing that exploded, if you believe and trust that because it was told to you, you're believing a lie. You need to give it up. You need to make your own observations and verify them to the best of your ability. Hell, buy a sextant and check out the moon. Buy a sextant and put on uh, uh, the appropriate eye protection and check out the sun and judge the distances for yourself 
and you'll find to your it will shake and rock your world you'll find out that what you were told about the moon and the sun and their distance from where you are on the earth is not what you learned in school or even if the moon and the sun most likely are not what they are anything close to what they say it is. I was thinking about this, you know, lately about the moon. Because, you know, for uh, for once in my life, these past couple of months, I've actually really, the past year, I should say, I've really been looking up and paying a little bit of attention. I don't know if you notice, but it's very difficult to spend much time looking up uh, um, and staring at the moon or the stars or even, you know, of course, the sun. Um but, you know, looking at the moon, and, of course, this is a, a universal under, understood. Everyone knows that you only see one face of the moon. Well, I was thinking about that last night. I said, you know, we don't have anything. We don't even have a side view of the moon, you know, uh, any kind of uh, film or any kind of camera shot or anything of what, you know, I'm talking about the side now. You know, if you were looking at the moon at the side, like, one half should be lit and the other half should be dark type of thing. None of it makes any sense. What is that thing that we call the moon? Because it sure the heck is not a round ball. You know what I'm saying? If it is, well, say, they'll, say, they'll say you can see the rounded edges. Yeah, it looks a little bit rounded on the edges, just sure, but you're not really seeing rounded edges. I know that as an artist, and I know darn well about perspective, and I understand about shading value, and you're not seeing a significant round edge. What is that thing up there? And I'm not buying into necessarily uh, a projected image, but you know what? <clears throat> I have to look at me. Someday I'll send that if I can find it. There's a, an MIT professor of physics who demonstrated how the sun works and how you get like... Uh, the false notion is he was saying that the sun turns red, and the sun never turns red, by the way. Um, <laughs> but anyways, and he was projecting an image, a ball, on, on the wall and using, uh, I can't remember how it was, something, whatever, to change the color to turn orange. And really, the guy only demonstrated, and this is kind of vague, and this is not really helping too much, but it's, my point is, the only thing that we're able to do is to demonstrate a projected image there's no uh, there's no way of demonstrating a the source itself in other words there's no way of creating something like the moon in reality that is between us the atmosphere the atmosphere that's between us and the moon in other words we have no way of duplicating what we're seeing up there no way at all now, people say, no, you can use cinema, and no, that's not the same thing. Uh, no, you can't do that. What is that that we're seeing? <laughs> anyway. Look, here's, here's a couple of reasons why you can ask questions. Here's why you can know and understand that you are being lied to. Um, why is it that secret societies, Shriner Freemasons, um, and, and, and Freemasonry is, uh, I'm sorry for our brothers and sisters of the Islamic persuasion. The Vatican has created you through Freemasonry, which is why you have these symbols of a 
translucent crescent moon with the ability to see a star through the moon. There are qualities about the moon that we have been lied to about. It's not a solid heavenly body. Um, Here's proof how you can know and understand that, um, excuse me, that you've been lied to. Um, Why is it that we can only see one side of the moon at any time? We're never supposed to see, uh, we only see one side. Here's what Wikipedia, I, I just pull this up real quick. Tidal forces from Earth have slowed down the moon's rotation so that the same side always faces the Earth, a phenomenon called tidal locking. Are you kidding me? Do you want to go ahead and verify whether or not the moon actually has an effect on Earth tides? The Earth tides react completely independent of the moon. All, you can do your own experiment. Anyone that believes the moon has any effect upon tides whatsoever is an idiot. You're an idiot because the tides, you can measure the tides and see that they are completely independent of moon activity. Okay? So the moon is supposedly 238,900 miles away. It is supposedly... A thousand miles wide. The sun is supposedly 92, 93 million miles away. It is supposedly 430,000 miles wide. And yet, they appear to be in the same, at the same distance and the same size. Now, you have your own observations that tell you one thing, and you have science and NASA and education that tell you something else, that tell you it's an optical illusion. Your eyes are playing tricks on you. In reality, what we're telling you is true. Your observation is actually your eyes are lying to you, but we're telling you the truth. So the Earth revolves a thousand miles an hour at our equator. Has no effect on aircraft flight whatsoever, but but trust me, it revolves a thousand miles an hour at the equator. Okay? It revolves the Earth revolves around the sun at sixty seven thousand miles an hour. It, just trust me, it does. Okay? <laughs> the solar system is speeding through the Milky Way galaxy at 500,000 miles an hour. Now, there's no evidence of this, but trust me, it really does. The Milky Way galaxy is speeding through the universe at 670 million miles an hour. There's no evidence of this. Trust me, we're all moving at millions of miles an hour. Now, despite all of that incredible motion, the North Star is right where it always is. It's right there. Now, your eyes tell you the North Star is right there. But your eyes are lying to you. 
what really is going on is that the North Star is so far away that it just is an optical illusion that it's sitting still. The reality is, trust me, trust me, don't look this up. I'm telling you, we're moving at millions upon millions of miles an hour. Don't get sick. Don't have vertigo. Just trust me, you're really moving that fast. No, you're not. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting, too. You know, this whole thing started to really catch hold, and, and uh, as far as the heliocentric model, at the same time as the Reformation, the Counter-Reformation, and as Rome was starting to lose some of her grip on the populace, and that to, it, she turned to uh, science, pseudoscience. Bingo! Great point. You know, Pontius, Kepler, when, when did these guys first started to rear their ugly heads? As, as America Magazine, what did I just read? America Magazine admits none of this was an issue until Rome started the Battle of the Reformation. Great point. Yeah, and this, they're, they're admitting what, what the motive was, why we're receiving all this, well, lies, this sorcery, this, uh, this black magic. I've come to realize that black magic really is, is just masterful lying is what it is. It's the use of imagery and the use of uh, wordsmithing and manipulating people's minds through uh, uh, just a, a bunch of fallacious arguments. And uh, it's, it's over and over again. Nothing, well, it's really disturbing is when you start to realize that everything you've been told is a lie and it came from people, supposedly men and women, who were representatives of the truth and of Christ and etc. And you're just like, whoa. So then, you know, you look at a guy like Jared. Jared from Jared doesn't understand his disdain and not trusting the Word of God because he's you know so heavily influenced by that. I bring him up only because you and I have had this conversation earlier, and Jared's not. He doesn't hide it. He's not, he doesn't hide his lack of faith right now. I can understand. And, and, that's, and that's I, 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 think, I think that's that's you know as you and I both know. The Jesuits, as the uh, Society of Satan, their whole goal is to destroy anyone's faith in Jesus Christ. And that's exactly it. Let's, the vast majority of people who are and have been used by the dragon, by the fourth and final beast, um, don't even realize it. They've just been coddled and pushed and manipulated to be what they are today. And, and, and I think Jaron is probably a great example, having been Jesuit educated himself, um, but probably isn't overtly aware of how he's been manipulated. He's been elevated because he's confused. He's been lifted up as an extremely popular YouTube channel because he's a purveyor of, of truth about our cosmology, he questions false flags. He, he helps us out, and yet, uh, as part of that learning against learning, he's not helping us out in directing people to our Savior, Jesus Christ, our um, returning King. And so the Jesuits find people like this who are, who are confused, who they have had a hand 
in manipulating and confusing. And who knows to what degree they've, they've gotten in on people, um, absolutely convinced that they have uh, conducted uh, high technological operations against Bruce Jenner specifically to harm him and mock the United States. Um, Bruce is, is a very well-respected, was a very well-respected uh, decathlon winner, the pride of American sports uh, accomplishments, and so he was targeted as someone that they could mock us with in a gender change. Are you kidding me? Oh, by the way, did you, did you know that Bruce Jenner was raised in Newtown, Connecticut, uh, right outside of Sandy Hook? Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Well, because it, because of Jared, I, I don't think that at all he's uh, – how do I say this? He's not, you know, he's, he's not an insider. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. You know, he's just No, like, and I'm not saying he's an insider. I'm saying like, that he's, he's just being like, used. He's being just, used. Just like he, other, us in, in our early uh, development. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. If you deny Christ Jesus, the King of Kings, then you're lost. That's you're true. a ship without an anchor. You can grasp at the truth, but you're never going to get it. And that's, how they, that's, how they, that's in the end how they manipulate us. That is exactly your only salvation. The only way that you are going to find actual truth, the only way that you're going to understand the world as it really is, is if you uh, ask it of the author and finisher of truth and of faith, and, and that's the Son of God, Christ Jesus, the King of Kings. So w- without him... And, and, and here's, here's where I think if, if Jaron has any responsibility, it's going to be in something that he has total control over. And that's, and that's sin, and that's personal choices that we all have. The vast majority of people who deny Jesus Christ do so because they love their flesh, because they cherish their flesh and their sin over the sacrifice required to stand before the King of Kings. Yeah. And that's, that's the essence of truth. How do you arrive at truth? No one can arrive at complete and total truth unless they nail themselves to a cross because everyone has preconceived notions that they're comfortable with, that they rely on for their understanding, and... The, the reality is for them what it, they were created for themselves. And so um, you're never going to understand reality unless, like I said, you sacrifice yourself. You look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Um, I used to think that my own government agencies would never lie to me. It would shake my world to think that my own government agencies would lie to me, but I, I think that's a possibility. And if you can do that, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, oh, wow, man, I should not have gone to that website that I went to, or, oh, wow, man, I should not have really flirted with that girl. I'm, I'm married, you know. Um, if you can look yourself in the mirror 
and recognize what it is that is not right about you. You can stop an infection before it becomes gangrene. You can dedicate your life to the man without sin, the God-man without sin, and stand in his light and not be afraid because you know you've done things that are sin, and you call them sin in honesty. And so you say, you know what, Lord? I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry I did that. Forgive me and help me not to do it again. And drive on. And that is the only way, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, audience, as soon as you lie to yourself to cultivate your sin, to not rock the boat, to not scare yourself because your worldview is is not completely correct, you're doomed. You're doomed. You're lying to yourself, and that means you've blinded yourself, and that means you're going to walk off a cliff. And it ain't going to be as fun as Thelma and Louise. You ain't going to drive off and, and, you know, off into the sunset. You're going to crash and crash hard. So the way to understand the truth, the way to get where we're at, is to nail yourself. Take everything you are. Take everything you want. Take everything you need and cherish and nail it to the cross. Once you give up on everything that you think you need, everything that you believe you want, you'll get that and much more from Christ Jesus, King of Kings. But you won't get any of it until you are ready to sacrifice all of it. And that's, that's pretty strong in Scripture. And, and honestly, brother... Uh, we've been going for a while now. I think that's a great place to stop. You give up everything you are, everything you think you want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll know what truth really is. Otherwise, you're going to blind yourself, you're going to walk off a cliff, and it's going to hurt hard. All right. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree with you on that stuff, so. And, uh, yeah, as far as you, Jaron, if you hear this, uh, uh, we are saying this love and that we actually care. Yeah, we're not bad-mouthing you, bro. We're not bad-mouthing you. Oh, by the way, I'd love to interview myself, Jaron. Answer me. I reached out to you, man. Hey, listen, what, uh, like I said, anybody who, and, and this I will tell, I tell Jaron openly, I'm sorry that you question your Christian faith. I got news for you. The, the, what it is that human beings have done in the name of Jesus Christ is a lie. What Jesus Christ has done in and of himself is the truth. The word of God, as it has come to us through flawed English translations, there are no perfect English translations, but they're darn good. You're going to get a 90% solution from a good English translation. The word of God, as it tells us who Jesus Christ is, is your only hope. Jesus Christ, the God-man, is the only person that will help you, that will rescue you. You're bitter? Guess what? We're all bitter. Life sucks. That's why we're here. We're here to grow up. We're here to mature. Pain, challenge, and trial is the only way to mature. Stop being an immature child. Stop being wrapped up in yourself. 
suck it up and drive on. And understand that if you're desperate because you have no control over your life circumstances, that is the perfect time to reach out to the one who does have control, the King of Kings, Christ Jesus. You're here to be his best friend. You're here to be matured by your pain and your trial so that you can stand next to him and honor him and eventually rule the world with him. That's our promise, is that one day we will stand, those who have dedicated their lives to Jesus Christ will be elevated to his level. We won't be, you know, a, a Mormon God, but we will be the, the, the soulmate of the creator of the universe. How crazy is that? And that all you have to do is love Jesus and obey him no matter how much it hurts. And that's it. I can't think of any other better way than to say it. You, you, you're upset. You're bitter. You're, you're, you're having problems. Guess what? Jesus is the answer. You know Jesus is the answer, and you, and you slam the door on him because you like your porn, you like your parties, you like your drugs, you like your alcohol. You're screwed. Simple as that. You've written your own uh, uh, judgment. When you're ready to nail everything you are to a cross, that's when you gain everything. You gain everything as soon as you willingly give it up. Good stuff. I think before we, uh, I'll just read this a little bit and then the, to end the show as well uh, to kind of tie in with this whole thing about the Jesuits and about uh, all this fake cosmology that's out there. There's a book written by Arthur C. Clarke called The Star. It's a short story. And read this from Wikipedia. It says, The Star is a, is a science fiction short story by English uh, writer Arthur C. Clarke, which we could contribute the fake thing, uh, delusion of satellites, and maybe someday we can talk about that. <laughs> it appeared that the science fiction magazine Infinity Science Fiction, uh, uh, 1955, and and won the Hugo Award in 1956. It is collected in, uh, excuse me, is collected in Clark's book of short stories, The Other Side of the Sky. Later, it was reprinted in January 1965. Issued issue. Uh, Short Story International as the lead-off story for that issue. The plot summary. A group of space explorers from Earth returned from the expedition from a remote star system where they discovered the remnants of an advanced civilization destroyed when its sun went supernova. The group's chief astrophysicist, a Jesuit priest, is suffering from a deep crisis of faith triggered by some undisclosed event during the journey. Anyways, you can read more about that if you want or read the book, but what I find fascinating is even back in the 1950s, as they created this deception and this lie about space travel, 
of other planets, by going to the moon and the stars. And even Arthur C. Clarke, an obvious insider, was writing stories about astrophysicists and Jesuit priests and their struggling, a deep crisis in faith. And right there in itself should tell you <laughs> what would cause you to have some crisis of faith by listening to Jesuit priests and following them. That's a very bad idea. So, anyways, folks, that was once again. This was uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, would you uh, like to tell folks what you're, what's been going on? Uh, you could be doing a show today as well. And uh, uh, you bet. Yeah, I'm trying to finish up my own show. Uh, I put it on hold because when Mike Adams calls. I stop what I'm doing <laughs> to reach out to him. Uh, and uh, Resistance Rising on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Johnny at uh, johnnyserucci.com is the email, and the website is johnnyserucci.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y-C-I-R-U-C-C-I.com. And the book is Illuminati Unmasked. So um, any one of those, uh, you can reach out and find me. Hopefully next month you can come back on the show and join me. Um, uh, I really would appreciate that. and uh, I do re- appreciate you reaching out. Uh, I know I did. Uh, it was not fair what I did, but I did some slightly under... Not fair to my friend Johnny, but I was... You don't got to tweak me, brother. I'm going to answer you no matter where you're at. You're I know. Say, hey, and I'm going <laughs> to say yes. Yes, sir, what can I do for you? Well, actually, I wanted to talk to you, but it was good that you, you responded. So... Um, and I do. I do everybody. By the way, I, that's that's what sets us apart is that uh, we're not controlled opposition. We're not afraid to talk to our friends, to talk to our audience. You write me, and you will get a response. It might not be immediate because hey, we still have lives, we still have day jobs, but we're not like the controlled opposition out there that we've been forbidden to talk to people because we might give away the fact that we're controlled opposition. You write, you reach out to us, we will respond. Awesome, man. So, okay, I'm going to end the recording here now. Uh, once again, thank you, Johnny. And it looks like uh, the folks that uh, joined us, uh, thanks. We will talk to you soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.